coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was the beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glenn, the official announcer on The Home Defense Show. Thanks, Glenn, for lending your magic vocal cords to the show. I'm your host, Skip Coriel, author of 22 books, Marine Corps veteran, founder of the Second Amendment March, proud father of seven, grandfather to 19 and counting. And as a special bonus, I'm also madly in love with my own wife. My priorities in life are God, family, and country in that order, and I hereby promise to never compromise in my convictions. I may go broke, but I'll never go woke. The Home Defense Show is all about how to protect yourself, your home, your family, and all the ones you love. And if you get a hankering to protect an occasional innocent stranger, well then you just go right ahead because that's what you'd want them to do for you. After all, we live in a dangerous world and we all need to watch out for one another. Folks, we've got a great show for you today. We'll be speaking with Joel Fulton from Freedom Firearms in Battle Creek, Michigan. And then we'll talk to Fred Masterson from Pillar Training LLC in our ShootingClasses.com self-defense report, where we get some expert advice on the details of self-defense. Before we get too far into the show, let's thank our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, ShootingClasses.com, and Centershot Indoor Gun Range. And now let's talk about some news. So, hey, I'm, I'm looking through the news. You know, I get my news from a, a bunch of sources like the Daily Wire, Fox News, a couple of others. Every morning, you know, I just get up and I open up my news apps and I scroll through them. And I got to tell you, the world is not as safe as it used to be. And, and that's saying a lot since I grew up during the Cold War, where every morning you got up wondering, is the U.S. and the Soviet Union going to start up nuclear World War Three? Well, all right, so that's saying a lot that we're less safe today than we were 40 years ago at the height of the Cold War. I guess what, maybe one of the main differences is during the Cold War, there was pretty much only one predominant thinking in the terms of the end of the world as we know it. You know, Teotihuacan wasn't even a term back then. The only way for the world to end was pretty much nuclear Armageddon. But now, you know, post-COVID, people are just thinking, oh gosh, you know, when is the next virus going to happen? Or are we going to die slow, painful deaths? Is there going to be an electromagnetic pulse, an EMP? Is there going to be a financial meltdown with $40 trillion in debt? Or is it going to be societal breakdown from, you know, racial tension and rioting and all of that? There's just so many different ways that society can melt down now because our culture has become so complex and so polarized, so divided. And the world is a lot smaller than it used to be. And we haven't even talked about what's going on in the Mideast. That's World War III just waiting to happen over there. You know, I'm looking at the news feed here. And I'll just rattle off some headlines. Jewish students at elite college where professor praised Hamas targeted with murder threats. Tarmac terror, White House responds to anti-Israel rioters storming airport, looking for Jewish travelers. You know, I can tell you as a Gentile, I would not want to be a Jew right now. I've never really wanted to be anyone except who I am, but I just do not understand racism. I never, never really have. I, I grew up in a rural Midwestern America, and it was just never really an issue. I grew up in the 60s watching the race riots, but it never really affected me personally because there was really only one black family that I knew the whole time I was growing up, and they were good people. 
you know, they were friends with my dad and I'd go down there and I'd talk to the, the, the little boy. I mean, I knew he was black. I knew he was different, but we were the same age and man, we got along just fine. So it was never really an issue. And I didn't even really know black people until I got in the Marines when I was 18 years old. But in the Marines, it was, it was kind of different. The Marines is a, a really controlled society. And, uh, you know, not to say there wasn't tension, because sometimes people brought their politics and their racism, you know, with them into the Marine Corps. But for the most part, there weren't white Marines, there weren't black Marines, Hispanic Marines. There was just olive drab Marines. We were all olive drab and we were all on the same team. And, you know, we either pulled together or we worked against each other. And, and that didn't work because it just wasn't tolerated. So there's certainly, you know, hey, the, uh, the, the racial aspect that's going on right now. You know, remember the, the Ferguson riots and all of that stuff. Here's another headline. U.S. announces deadliest nuke, 24 times more powerful than the atomic bombs dropped on Japan. I'm not sure we need that, but hey, it's a, it's a dangerous world, and that's what the home defense show is all about. Not just protecting you from crime, but, you know, against all these threats that are out there and on the news every day, right? Nuclear threat, pandemic, starvation. Do you realize that our food sources are almost totally tainted? Don't even get me started on genetically modified organisms or, you know, the pesticides that we spray on our food all the time. You know, if you're still eating only processed food, man, I, I think you need to rethink that because you're just putting all kinds of garbage into your body and it's dangerous for you and your family. Not short term, but long term. We as a society, we are so obese, we're so overweight and out of shape. How would we even protect ourselves if we were invaded by another country? You all know that I co-host the largest military talk show in the country. It's called Frontlines of Freedom. If you haven't checked that out, you should, you should do it. Frontlinesoffreedom.com. Check it out. One of the concerns that we have is, man, we just don't have enough healthy, fit American males to draw from to put into the fighting force. So could we even repel an attack from a major invasion from someone like China or Russia? These are all the things that I think about, that I wonder about. And I got to tell you, sometimes they keep me up at night. There are just so many bad things out there that could happen here in America. Here's some Second Amendment stuff. Biden's war on guns expands with sudden change to weapons rules. All of a sudden, the Biden administration has decided that they're not going to allow export of weapons from America they're saying it's a national security concern and that we just can't guarantee that the guns aren't going to get into the hands of terrorists and crime cartels. And, you know, personally, I think that's a bunch of hogwash, but I think it's just an attempt to run the gun manufacturers out of business so they can disarm us some way. Oh, and check out this headline. The worst is yet to come for Americans after financial bomb gets dropped. You know, and I, and I read that article, and they're talking about, what, $31 trillion in debt that America has and, and how we can't finance our debt in the long term because basically we're borrowing money to pay off the interest on our debt. But the interest keeps getting higher and higher, and so the outcome is predictable. I'm not sure even if we stop being financially irresponsible as a nation that we could save ourselves at this point. I mean, you can only dig the hole so deep, and it gets to the point where you got to wonder, even if we were to turn around and start being responsible, could we even stop it? Could we reverse it? I really don't know. One of the things that I recommend for families is that you start preparing for all this. In my family, we've been preparing for some type of 
societal collapse for 15 years now. And I got to tell you, I feel good knowing that if, you know, the proverbial uh, feces hits the fan, my family won't be standing in front of it. We grow all of our own food or most all of our own food, fruits, vegetables, certainly all that stuff. We do a lot of canning. Uh, we kill all, our own food, all, all the meat that we have. I've shot six deer already this year, and uh, I might shoot uh, another one looking for that big buck out there. But for the most part, the freezer's full, the pantry's full, got lots of beans and bullets and lots of good training. And that's what you need to take care of your family, especially if things start falling apart. It's not like I'm paranoid, because paranoia is being afraid of things that aren't likely to happen. The chance is good that things like this are going to happen. I mean, even if all you're preparing for is financial hard times, go ahead and do it. Buy a, a bag of beans when the price is low, stock it up, it's got a long shelf life, and then when the price is high, stop buying and wait till the price is low again. It goes up, it goes down, that's the way it is. And that's really what prepping is all about. We're certainly going to talk a lot more about that in future segments and in future episodes of the Home Defense Show. Well, okay, that's about it for the news for this week. This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll be speaking with Joel Fulton from Freedom Firearms. During the break, don't sit back on your laurels and relax. Instead, I want you to close your eyes, tap your heels together three times, and repeat after me. My home is my castle. My home is my castle. My home is my castle. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. We'll be right back to teach you how to protect your castle. The mere sound of his voice makes women swoon and men storm the gates of hell. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was the beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glenn, the official announcer of the Home Defense Show, and I'm your host, Skip Coriel. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, ShootingClasses.com, and Centershide Indoor Gun Range for all your training and equipment needs. All right, now, folks, it's time for me to introduce a longtime friend of mine, Joel Fulton. Joel, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show today. Always a pleasure to be with you, Skip. I'm glad I have that recorded because now I always know for the rest of my life that it's a pleasure for Joel Fulton to talk to me. <laughs> well, we've been hanging around with each other for better part of two decades now. You go in there too much, people start figuring out how old we actually are. Well, I don't know. If life was a race, I'd be ahead of you. I'd rather be behind you, but uh, you, you can't choose that. Well, can you? you know, as a, as a good friend of mine says, you're only as old as the woman you hold. So by that account, I think both of us are pretty young. That's true. That's true. And <laughs> I appreciate a young, beautiful wife. Me too. I'm going to marry one in a, about uh, nine more days. Oh my gosh, nine more days. Any reservations? I mean, this is national radio. You don't have to say it out loud, but any reservations yeah. at all? I was filling out the marriage license earlier this week. And I put my information on the left and hers on the right. We got down to the number of times that you've been married. And I had to put two on mine because I've been married twice before. And on her side, it was zero. Two and oh, that probably isn't quite as accurate. <laughs> we should put her on the left and me on the right because so far I've been over two. Well, Joel, 
I try not to judge, especially since I'm on my third marriage as well. But Joel, don't worry. Don't panic. The third time is a charm. That sounds great to me. I love it. Joel, before we get too far uh, out in the weeds here, tell people a little bit about your yourself, uh, you know, your your store, the gun store, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, Jared and I, my brother, we're 50-50 on everything we do. And about 20, almost 22 years ago now, we got this harebrained idea that as Michigan became a concealed carry shall issue state, that is that the legislation was changed in such a manner that unless the state had a good reason why that you couldn't have a concealed pistol license, they had to give it to you. And they required training as part of that. And I looked at that and I said, Jared, we've always wanted to kind of be in business. And I think this is something we could do. We found an appropriate building. Jared said at the age of 24, he said, yeah, I can build a range. We went ahead and did it. Well, Joel, as it turns out, you were very, very right. And that's one of the things that's always impressed me about you. Actually, there are two things about you that really impress me. One is your integrity, because you and I, if you want to take a negative view of it, you and I are competitors in some facet of our, our business, but we've always gotten along well and we've always promoted each other. I, you know, when, when someone calls, take a class and they're over by Battle Creek, or if someone can't take my class, I'll say, hey, well, why don't you check out uh, Freedom Firearms over there in, in Battle Creek? Because they do a, a really good class. Thing. And the second thing is your business sense. That impresses me because I really don't have a lot of business sense. I mean, you can look at my life and, and all of that. You can say, oh, wow, you know, this guy's really good at letting money slip through his fingers. But you've done a lot better than I have, Joel. I remember a particular conversation, State Street Diner sitting across the table from you there in Hastings going, hey, are you really not going to do this and, and not, oh, I feel like I might be taking advantage. I'm like, Skip, no, you're not. You're doing them a service and you need to make money because frankly, as we just mentioned, we both have already very young wives and I mean, the odds are that we're not going to be around forever. We need to leave them a little something behind. I've always taken that to heart. I haven't always acted on it because I war against that in my soul. But deep down inside, I, I know you're right. And you have swayed me. So I don't want you to think that your sage wisdom has been wasted on me, Joel. Well, and, you know, and that's really the kind of the dichotomy, right? When you get guys like us who have integrity and are passionate about what we do, sometimes it feels almost dirty that I'm making money doing it. But I've also advocated for the fact that because I'm able to make money doing what I love, I'm going to do it longer term. I'm going to be at this a longer time. And because I'm determined to make sure that I deliver a quality end product, it's better for those around me as well. Yeah, this is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. We're speaking with Joel Fulton, co-owner of Freedom Firearms in Battle Creek, uh, Michigan. One of the things I was thinking about just the other day is you have been a long time advocate and activist for Second Amendment rights here in the state of Michigan. And I know one of the things that you were really instrumental in doing was getting more reciprocity for Michiganians uh, with the rest of the country. Can you, can you talk about reciprocity, explain what it is to the people and, and how you went, up, went about uh, making it better? Well, it's kind of an odd thing where you look at what has happened with, for instance, marriage licenses and specifically gay marriage, where initially they weren't recognized between states. It went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, hey, look, one state's issues and the license, everybody has to honor it. And that hasn't necessarily transferred over to 
something like our concealed pistol license. Each state issues a concealed license of some sort. It's not done at the federal level. So in order for me to go to another state and be able to enjoy my right to keep and bear arms, I first have to get my state's license recognized by another state. And when I started that project, we had about eight states that recognized Michigan's license. And Attorney General Mike Cox was in office at the time. I got a hold of a guy finally named Bob Ayani. I basically had been bounced around a couple times. And I just was kind of blunt with him, which kind of turned out well. You did that. You were blunt? You were blunt? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Hard to believe. So he said, you know, you, you sound like a pretty straightforward kind of guy. He said, that lets me be straightforward. He said, I'll be honest with you. What I'd really need is an assistant to work on this project because I've got other priorities that are way more important. I said, well, then get an assistant. He goes, well, that's great. The state of Michigan would pay for that. So what if some guy that was really passionate about this stuff volunteered to work on this stuff for you? Would you let him do it? He goes, I'll send you everything I got tomorrow. So he sent me everything he had. And believe it or not, there were 50 letters all signed by former attorney general who became governor, Jennifer Granholm, to all 50 states actually asking for reciprocity. She actually did send the letters out. I couldn't believe it, right? Wow. <laughs> That's but great. She never followed up. She never really pursued it. And so I spent about the next 12 years pursuing it and getting us maximum reciprocity. Um, and under Attorney General Bill Schuette, we finally completed the project, and every single state whose laws allow for recognition of another state's license, we have it. Every single one of them. There's a few states left. Their laws don't allow for reciprocity, like Oregon, so we can't get reciprocity with them. But every state that we can, we have it. Joel, if that's the only thing you ever did for the Second Amendment, you could retire and say, gosh, you know, I've, I've done more than, than most people do in a whole lifetime for the Second Amendment, because that is a really big thing. I mean, we can carry it in like about 40 states, can't we, if we have a Michigan yes. CPL? 40 of the 50 states. Yeah, I mean, that's, and... that's pretty good. Well, Joel, <laughs> hey, we are about out of time for this segment, but uh, I, I want to hold you over and, and come back in the next segment, because I want to talk about some other things, too. Sounds good. All right, well, this is Skip Coriola on the Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll continue our conversation with Joel Fulton. During the break, go ahead and pump out 30 push-ups and get back in physical shape, because we all know that a healthy, fit person is harder to kill. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. Avoid danger, save lives, and keep your loved ones safe. If this sounds good to you, you sound good to me. And I'd like to help you do those things. Avoid danger, save lives, and keep your loved ones safe. If you're looking for more excitement in your life, we have nothing to offer you. But if you are a thoughtful, responsible, nonviolent man or woman, we'd love to teach you what to do if something crazy happens. More importantly, we'd like to teach you what not to do. We currently have over half a million members. They are doctors and single moms and firemen and grandmothers 
grandmothers and veterans and Democrats and Republicans and members of every faith. But the one thing they all have in common is that they know exactly what to do if something crazy happens. When you're with one of our members, you are safe. Our members know how to de-escalate situations. They know how to calm things down. We are the United States Concealed Carry Association. See what we're all about at usconcealedcarry.com. Discover the little-known backstory of the U.S. Concealed Carry Association at usconcealedcarry.com. They say he eats crayons and his knuckles drag on the ground, but that's only half true. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. Thank you, Glenn Russell, the official announcer of the Home Defense Show. You are wise beyond your years. And I got to tell you, that's saying something because you got a lot of years behind you. All right, I'm your host, Skip Coriel. And now let's continue our conversation with Joel Fulton of Freedom Firearms in Battle Creek, Michigan. Joel, you know, I was talking in the first segment about you have more business prowess than I have, uh, just more business savvy, and you've done really well for yourself. You know, you've got this Freedom Firearms in Battle Creek. It's been around a long time, an indoor gun range, a, a gun store, all of that stuff, but you dabble in other businesses as well. Uh, talk about that. Well, in 2018, we had an opportunity. We kind of rescued one business, and then uh, we had another business that was kind of a turnkey, um, had an associate that hooked us up there, and we went into business, and we actually purchased a bar restaurant downtown Battle Creek, the Cricket Club. Oh, my goodness, it's a gorgeous bar. Just absolutely beautiful. It's a lot of fun. I got some really great bartenders, some nice craft cocktails, great pizzas, good food, just good times all the way around. So we have that, and then at the same time, just about a month earlier, my favorite flower shop that had been around for almost 100 years, the grandson of the founder of that is good friends with Jared and I. We ended up picking that up and just kind of trying to rescue that. And in fact, at this point in time, done enough with that that I think we're going to probably end up transferring that over to the nice ladies that are currently managing and running that business on my behalf. And I think they're going to end up being successful entrepreneurs. Wow. So we're talking about flowers, guns, and alcoholic beverages. Yeah. I think it covers the bases. What? Alcohol, tobacco, firearms, yeah. explosives. We got Tannerite out in the shop. Now, just to be clear, I don't want people to get the wrong idea here. Okay. At the bar, the bar and the gun range they're separate right you don't have like shooting lanes inside the bar oh yeah no there's two separate physical locations for sure and obviously we all know that guns and alcohol don't mix i think john wayne said that bat best in the uh, shooters where he said oh i hope you know that who hit john don't go with guns you know back in the in the old west you, you know you, you mentioned john wayne he did so many good you know wild west movies uh, in his time According to the movies, I don't know if it was like that in real life back then, but guns and alcohol was just like peas and carrots. I think somewhere I, I read in its heyday, in the height of its rowdiness, Dodge City had two murders in one year. Yeah, I, I, I did some research on that for one of my books, and I remember coming across that. Yeah, the, the Wild West, it was more like, Little House on the Prairie than it was, you know, shoot them up Dodge City. 
I'm pretty sure it was more like that. And I think to myself, I'm pretty certain that Battle Creek has more Wild West happening in the first two months than Dodge City had all year. But, you know, I think that's, you know, the the anti-gunners, you know, on, on the far left, they have taken that Wild West stereotype. They've used that for their own political agenda and say, hey, you know, there's going to be blood in the streets. Remember when Michigan first uh, was trying to get the concealed carry bill passed oh. into law? I mean, that's what they told us, right? Blood in the streets is the mantra every single time in every single state that wants to go shall issue. Yeah. Just is so predictable and ridiculous. It's the same thing with we see going on over and over again in the the push to try and disarm America. They need to disarm us because they want to control us. And those are just the simple facts. Yeah, this is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. And we're speaking with Joel Fulton, co-owner of Freedom Firearms in Battle Creek, Michigan, along with a flower store and and a really nice bar. Joel, I I think that is so cool. You are fairly politically savvy as well. Talk about where do you see politics going in the 2024 election? If you could look look into your crystal ball, what do you think is going to happen? Well, we got 2024 uh, presidential election coming up. We always pay a lot of attention to politics that year. And invariably, certain issues come up. I think gun control will still be in the mix somewhere. But I think the other side, the anti-gun side, has gotten savvy enough that they don't try and do those direct assaults anymore because they figured out that it panics people and all it does is create more gun buyers because the American people are fairly rebellious. We were founded on rebellion. And if you tell us we can't, then suddenly we think maybe we should do that because that's probably a good idea if you're telling me I can't have it. So they just keep creating more and more gun owners, and they keep losing that cultural battle in doing so. So they're taking a little bit more stealth approach in that they've established that new, I think in September, they established the White House established their Office of Gun Safety Measures and had it headed by Vice President Kamala Harris, which, you know, somebody quipped that, well, they made her the border czar and she didn't do anything and, you know, she wasn't successful at all. I'm like, no. She did exactly what they wanted her to do, and that was let a whole bunch of illegal aliens come across the border in droves, and she was quite successful at exactly what they wanted her to do. In this case, they're going to want her to try and shut down gun stores and come after us at the source. And that's really what you're kind of seeing with a zero-tolerance policy from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. When they're starting to do their inspections, they're becoming much more harsh in minor paperwork clerical errors. And so those kind of things are going to begin to shut down the source and where you get to buy stuff at. The more they shut us down, especially if they start going after big box stores, and then big box stores are just going to go, well, it's not worth it to us to carry those. So in rural areas, you're going to have very few people with federal firearms licenses where you have access to actually be able to get firearms, ammunition, etc. It's hard to blame someone who says, listen, uh, you know, I run this shop out of my house. Do I really want to invite the federal government into my home? Because they could probably do some damage, couldn't they? They can't go searching for certain stuff, but you know they can kind of sniff around a little bit. And if these are your licensed premises, I get to inspect certain things to make sure you don't have any illegal contraband that you're not supposed to have as a particular level of licensee. Really, they're kind of suspending the Fourth Amendment because of the agreement that you've made being an FFL. 
you gave up the right to that privacy by accepting the license. I've said over and over again, and it especially came true during COVID, to my sheriff, I said the power to license is the power to control. And he said, Joel, until they start putting out all those executive orders from the governor's office and threatening your license, I didn't understand what you truly meant. Joel, we've got one minute left here. Michigan, I, in the last election, they went bonkers. They went way to the left. What yes. do you think might happen next year? Michigan is one of those key battleground states. If you ask me, something isn't right. I don't know what exactly what it is. I don't know how to prove it. But I can tell you something doesn't smell right. When something doesn't look right, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And I don't know what they figured out. There isn't tabulation of votes isn't working quite right. It just doesn't smell right to me. Yeah. And so have they figured out how to, quote unquote, manipulate, or maybe they're just better at getting out the vote in certain areas, and that's the states they have to get it out in. I think they've done some of that here in Michigan when they got marijuana on the ballot and that sort of thing. It brought out a whole bunch of typically other side of the road voters that maybe weren't necessarily anti-gun, but they voted for the other side that is anti-gun. Yeah. Well, obviously, we've we've got some work to do, you know, as far as getting out the vote and and things and getting information out there. So, well, you're I either guess going to we... involve yourself with politics or politics is going to involve itself with you. Oh, you can't just ignore it. It, it. It's there and you have to do something. Otherwise, you just surrendered your right to self-government over to other people that are going to govern you. Absolutely. And that about sums it up. Well, Joel, we're about out of time here in this segment, but I want to thank you very much for being on the Home Defense Show, and I'm sure we will have you on again. Sounds great. Always a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Skip. All right. This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll be speaking with Brad Masterson from shootingclasses.com, and we'll have our weekly self-defense report. During the break, go ahead and check out our sponsors, USCCA at uscca.com, Centershot Indoor Gun Range at centershotgunrange.com, and shootingclasses.com. After that, go ahead and do some dry fire practice, but make sure the gun is unloaded and there's no ammo in the room. God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. Firearms training should be easy. Instructors can focus on teaching and not worry about all the complex paperwork and management behind the scenes. Just pull the trigger and let us do the administrative work. Welcome to shootingclasses.com. At Centershot Gun Range, we are passionate about training. Don't know where to start? We offer a one-hour new shooter seminar to introduce you to the world of firearms and help you find training opportunities specific to you. Concealed carry, home defense, firearm safety, AR-15, private one-on-one -on -one training, custom training, or maybe you're on a security team looking to protect your church or business. We even offer weekday morning and evening classes. Centershot Gun Range has you covered. Start your journey at centershotgunrange.com. Firearms training should be easy. Instructors can focus on teaching and not worry about all the complex paperwork and management behind the scenes. Just pull the trigger and let us do the administrative work. Welcome to shootingclasses.com. He's no Einstein, but he can read and write and feed himself just like a big boy. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was the beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glenn, the official announcer of the Home Defense Show. And I'm your host, Skip Coriel. 
Don't forget to check out our sponsors, USCCA, shootingclasses.com, and Centershot Indoor Gun Range. And now it's time for our weekly self-defense report, sponsored by shootingclasses.com. I'd like to welcome Fred Masterson from Force Options Tactical Training Solutions. Fred, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Thank you very much. I'm honored. Fred, I have never been to the great state of Arizona. What's the temperature there right now? We're in the depth of winter right now, so it's a brutal 70 degrees outside. I'll take it. I bet you will. Uh, Fred, why don't you tell us a little bit about Force Options Tactical? Just take about 30 seconds and cover that for us. So Force Options USA Tactical or Tactical Training Solutions, we have civilian, law enforcement, military training opportunities. We do everything from introduction to handgun, open hand defense. Uh, um, I've been at this for about 35 years, and it's a great gig to have, honestly. Um, I grew up a military brat. My dad is a lifer, uh, 35 years, so I grew up kind of in this world forever. And also, I'm a gun writer, so I've been fortunate to write for about 18 different magazines and about 40 different websites. So it's, it's, it's been a good ride. It's a good life. Anytime you can make a living at something that you're passionate about, most people really, they never get to do that their entire lives. You know it, too, is that sometimes you bang your head against the wall because... You know, frustrations happen, but the frustrations that I have are very different than somebody trapped in a corporate world that they have no control over. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I measure my frustration evenly. I make sure that I keep control of my head. So I'm going to uh, read this uh, self-defense scenario here, and then we'll just sure. we'll just talk about it, Fred. It says Chandler police catch teen who lured men online and robbed them on first date. At 5 a.m. Monday morning, Chandler police finally nabbed the guy they've been looking for since May. Jose Salvador Rodriguez, the 19-year-old serial online dating app burglar, was caught shortly after robbing a Circle K in Chandler. Police had been looking for a man who was known to contact other men online through the dating app sites, then flirt with them for a while, and then invite them to meet somewhere. Once a victim arrived at the location, Rodriguez would pull out a BB gun, which authorities say looked like a real gun, and robbed the victim of his wallet and cell phone. Chandler Police Sergeant Joseph Favazzo tells that as far as the department knows, Rodriguez was crashing at his boyfriend's Chandler home and bouncing around a lot. He had a pretty severe heroin addiction, which probably explains why he was committing these robberies. At least six people are known to be victims of his scam in Chandler and Gilbert. All right, I write a lot of novels. And yeah. I just, I just think, you know what, you, you can't make this stuff up. Real life oh, no. is crazier than fiction these days. It's just not. Absolutely true. And, and from a self-protection, personal defense uh, mindset, um, this actually goes across the board too. So this is a, a dating app kind of link up thing, but we see the same thing with um, Facebook marketplace where you'll go. You go to meet somebody to buy a chair or back in the day when you would go sell a gun to somebody in a parking lot, things like this, it really comes down to just an utter lack of awareness of what they're doing. And it's just, it's to me and you that this is our life. It's mind blowing that they would be so reckless, uh, but it is a reality, unfortunately. Well, there's so many people that they just think the world is made out of, you know, unicorn dust and you know, pretty flowers and, but there's evil out there in the world. And they're just, it's like some people are totally oblivious to the dangers that are out there and they just rush out where angels fear to tread. 
you know, that's exactly right, too. And I, I say this quite often in classes is people really understood if they walked to the edge of humanity and looked over the edge and saw what was down there, they would never leave their homes. And I, I have friends that, oh, I traveled to this place and I, you know, I went to Honduras and I went to Juarez, Mexico and had lunch. And no, it was fine. Like, well, it was not fine. You were lucky, beyond lucky. You know, there was definitely an angel watching over you. These people wander into incredibly dangerous situations, oblivious to what they're doing. And I would honestly say, Tom, it's, it's willful ignorance. And that's the part that really frustrates me because they don't want to know. They don't want to yeah. know how dangerous the place is because it, it takes kind of the fun away from things. This is Skip Coriel, and you're listening to the Home Defense Show as we discuss self-defense with Fred Masterson from Force Options Tactical Training Solutions in the great state of Arizona. Fred, what else do you see wrong with this? First off, the scenario is an unknown, you're going to meet an unknown person for whatever reason with very, normally very short exposure time, so you can't even hardly gauge what the person is. Somebody like you or I, if we're having a conversation with somebody online, we can pick little signs up and things like this. Um, also, the fact that the person probably had very little, if any, additional exposure what i mean by that is if you're going to meet somebody be it facebook marketplace or, or an app like this you need to do at least some due diligence to make sure that they're a real person social media check google their name for goodness sakes and especially social media it's such a baseline for people now i, I would highly suggest that if they don't have anything on social media under that name there, there's your sign yeah there's your absolute sign and, and do your due diligence and all honesty for the most people especially if you're not trained in what we do, don't go alone. Do not go alone. Be it once again for Facebook Marketplace or a dating app, do not go alone. Yeah, don't go alone. And, and I would say go someplace very public as oh, yes, well. yes, very much you so. Know. Well said. You know, well, um, well said. And, and I think a lot of people will instantly refer, as we were talking about this, I know in their minds that they're thinking, well, you should have had a gun. Yes and no. I mean, let's let's talk about the reality of that situation. If one of his victims had indeed had a gun, but wasn't prepared, basically then went by themselves and violated all these safety rules that we've been talking about, and the guy's already got a gun pointed at you, he's got the drop on. I, I know it looks good on TV to do a fast draw, and that's a that's a slippery slope. Yeah, that's a very slippery slope, especially if it wasn't a BB gun, because if he's already pointed in at you and your gun is concealed, you are behind the eight ball, my friend. And it takes an exceedingly large amount of training in order to beat that scenario. And most people won't even take their gun out of their safe to, to oil it, let alone do that type of hardcore training. I, I'm not saying don't carry a gun, but I wouldn't fall back to the cliche, well, if you had a gun, that's easier said than, than done. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you, Fred. And, and I also think... There are so many scenarios where if you just use your common sense, uh, situational awareness, do all the things that you've already talked about, check them out online and all of that. If you, yeah. if you do your due diligence, then you don't have to shoot somebody. And, and exactly really, right. I mean, who wants oh to gosh, shoot somebody? You do not. I mean, that sounds bravado. And I know in frustrating moments, you know, that seems to be like a, a testosterone vent to, to want to shoot somebody, but the repercussions of doing that are just astronomical. Now, yeah. I, I would, in the same breath, I'll say that if you do need to shoot somebody, 
you absolutely need to shoot them to the ground until they're no longer a threat and save your life. But to shoot them out of anger or frustration or anything other than protecting your life or the life of a loved one is not something you ever want to do. Fred, uh, you're there from Arizona, the city yes. of Chandler. How, uh, how large is that city? Is it a big crime-ridden city? Or is it small? What, what is it like? Oh, no, it's funny you say that because I actually live in Chandler. Uh, Chandler oh, okay. is about 200, 280,000 people, and it is a sleepy little community. We have one of the lowest crime rates in the country. Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's a very safe community, but as in all major metropolitan areas, drugs are a major problem. This is beyond the, the marijuana, especially heroin. Heroin's a major issue in growing. You know, the days of, you know, the cocaine, quote-unquote, epidemic is nothing. Now it's crack and it's heroin, and those are major issues. And they are, honestly, in most states, the drug crime is what's driving the, the major crime numbers. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not, you know, relegated just to large metropolitan areas. I, I train a lot in southern Indiana. Very small communities, and the law enforcement and training people out there call it a rural ghetto. Drug crime is a major issue in these small, little, tiny rural communities. Yeah, I agree. Fred, we're out of time uh, for this segment, but I want to thank you for being on the Home Defense Show today. Before you go, tell people how they can get a hold of you. ForceOptionsUSA.com, and you can find me on any social media at ForceOptions. Fred, it's been great talking to you today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, folks, this is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show, and that about wraps it up for this week's show. I've had a good time, and I hope you have too. Please don't forget to thank our sponsors, Centershot Indoor Gun Range at centershotgunrange.com, shootingclasses.com to help you find the right trainer for your needs, and the United States Concealed Carry Association. For all your self-defense needs, go to uscca.com. Please join us again next week for all your home defense needs. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. Thank you for joining us this week on The Home Defense Show. Now, get out there and protect the ones you love. We'll see you next week with more of the best. Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle!